All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is Pod Divided, episode two. Um, we're just going to be breaking down what we saw this past week, um, going over a few things that we talked about on Friday. Um, so, first off, we're going to go over all of our game picks from um, from Friday's podcast and talk about how we did. Um, so, I guess I'll start us off with that. Um, so, just a reminder, my game picks were Wisconsin over Michigan, Northwestern over Purdue, and Virginia Tech over Miami. Uh, I was pretty happy with my pick. Went two and one. Um, and, like, Virginia Tech over Miami was a risky pick. Um, so, I was honestly pretty happy with how that one went. I mean, Miami won 25-24. Uh, Virginia Tech was up 24-13 in the second half. Like, I really thought they were going to pull that one out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, two and one, I'm happy with that. Northwestern um, set, set themselves up for a big showdown next week with Wisconsin, uh, both undefeated atop the Big, big Ten finals next week. Yeah, honestly, like, that's a, that's a huge game. Um, Northwestern looks like a solid team. Their defense has actually looked really good, um, impressed me. Um, and then my other one, Wisconsin absolutely beat down on Michigan. Um, I, I expected a loss, but I didn't ex- expect that. That was just a very ugly game. I think we'll um, talk a lot about that later. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll definitely get more into that game. But, uh, I got, um, I got so plenty yeah, to two, say. Two and one um, to start picks for me. So, uh, Clay, how'd your picks go? All out. Worse than two and one, I'll say that. Outside of thinking the Big Ten, because you know that's where I feel like the most knowledgeable. I watch mostly Big Ten football. Um, I feel like every week in college football, I always go into it thinking I know something, you know. And every week, I'm reminded that I know absolutely nothing about college football. And this week was just another great reminder. I really thought Penn State um, was a better team than Nebraska. Um, I thought they were going to come out that win. I checked the score midway through the third quarter. It was like 27 to six. Um, Penn State made it a close game at the end. They had a chance to tie it with less than a minute left, but Nebraska picks up the first win of the season, um, which I think we should talk a little bit about Penn State. Um, what the heck? I mean, I think we talked a lot of surprises. You can talk about the surprise I think Michigan has been, but also Penn State starting the season number eight in the country. Now they're 0 mm-hmm. 4, um, still with Michigan left on their schedule, um, which, in, you know, we could literally look at a three and five, two and six, maybe even one and seven Penn State team, um, which I don't think anybody was expecting coming this season. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Um, a second pick I had was big time matchup, Illinois Rutgers, um, pretty much a playoff eliminator here. Um, and Rutgers up 10, second half, I had them beating Illinois, but I forgot that they're still Rutgers, you know, after they've lived competitive. Again, a little competitive last week against Ohio State, and, like, they have a win this year. I got a little cocky about them. But at the end of the day, they're still Rutgers. They're going to find a way to Rutgers, and they Rutgers against them. They Rutgers <laughs> bad against They Illinois. Rutgers big time. Um, yeah, that – I'll talk about that game more when we talk about our bets because that game had me frustrated. But, yeah, continue, continue. <laughs> the third one I had is one we're once again going to talk about a lot later. Um, I had Michigan beating Wisconsin, which is the, the third straight dumb. week. I've had Michigan winning their game. I was positive they were going to beat Michigan State. I thought they were going to bounce back and beat Indiana. And then I thought they were going to beat a Wisconsin team that hasn't practiced really for two weeks, you know, to play for two weeks. Um, I, now I'm going to get into more into how wrong I was. Um, but 
I'm done picking Michigan games because I just can't pick them right. Uh, no, I, I, if I was you, I would keep pitching, picking Michigan games, and I would pick against Michigan every single week. I think I might start doing that. I'm going to start doing I mean, it every single week. I can tell you for sure that the rest of my picks, one of them is going to be Michigan, and it's going to be them losing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, well, I guess on Friday, we'll probably talk about the Rutgers game coming up. Oh, I'd love to talk yeah. about the Rutgers game. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be getting into that on Friday's podcast. <clears throat> um, so for mine, um, two of them were obviously ones that you guys already talked about uh, with Miami and Virginia Tech. I picked, Virginia Tech, I picked Miami. Um, it was a close game. And, you know, that was kind of to be expected. But uh, Miami showed a lot of heart late coming back. Yeah, um, they really – I don't think they look good. But, you know, I like the way they look towards the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're finding a way to win games. They're yeah. an average team with a really good quarterback. Yes. Yeah. And they, they talked about uh, – I forget his name. Like, Derek, Derek King. I think Derek King, yeah. And he's had such a tough year. Um just off the field and it was kind of heartwarming to hear like what he's been through and you know where he is now but um one of my other picks was Rutgers Illinois I picked Rutgers that was great um you know what Rutgers is just a fun team to watch whether they're just like actually surprising people and playing well uh or doing Rutgers stuff and and you really can't go wrong on watching Rutgers You really can't. Um, that yeah, that fourth quarter was just classic and, Illinois Rutgers football. I mean, Rutgers would would get the ball, turn it over. Illinois would go down, miss a field goal. I mean, Rutgers had themselves set up with the win at the end. There was like a minute left, and then they just throw a dumb pick to cost them the game. I mean, that that's Rutgers at its finest. Yeah. Um, and then my third pick was uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina, which was a game that I wasn't that knowledgeable in, but I really liked the way. Uh, Wake Forest had looked coming in, and obviously North Carolina was trending down since being a top ten team. Um, ben, <laughs> the, uh, well, you know what? I guess technically they were a top five team. I never thought they were a top ten team yeah, at all. I like anybody in the country actually thought they were a top five team. No, right. kind of like they had to put them there. Well, yeah, they were there. I, I mean, they earned it, I guess. But it was a super close game. Uh, the line was North Carolina thirteen and a half. Um, Wake covered that. They lost. 59-53, um, and obviously it, it, was a, it was an offensive shootout, but without Sam Howell's performance of 550 yards and six touchdowns, it, I don't think it would have been that close. That was like a ridiculous performance. They had a yeah, receiver with two touchdowns, close to 200 yards, uh, running back over 100. I mean, they just – both teams played ridiculously well. It was very, very even. Even the losing quarterbacks played ridiculously well. Defense. Yeah, Wake Forest. Wake Forest quarterback had 430 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, and they had and a Wake Forest had 170. A, they had a 14 point lead in the second half, and it was looking like they were going to win that. And then 28 points oh. by North Carolina in the fourth quarter. I mean, 28 points in the fourth quarter. It's going to be tough to lose. You guys know what I'm yeah. thinking about? I'm, I'm uh, imagining you know like those Mark Phillips like LeBron videos on Twitter. I'm imagining oh, yeah, that yeah, the yeah. Wake Forest QB was like in the locker room after towards the defense. <laughs> yeah, because he must have been furious. I mean, yeah. put up 53 points and lose. That's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, we had a two and – oh, sorry. Yeah, so I, so I went one and two. I, I, all of the games were close. Um, so, you know, I'm happy with that. But – Yeah. We got some room to grow. Yeah, so we've got, uh, we've got two and one uh, for me, oh and three for Clay, and one and two for Ben. So – 
Right. We'll see. We'll see it's how we get, how we go next week. Um. All right. So now we're just going to talk about um some the best that we talked about on Friday's podcast and how they went. Um. So my bets went extremely poorly. Um. I, I had in, in I think I had three bets. Two of them involved Penn State covering a three point spread. They lost, so that knocked those two out. And then my other one was a twelve way parlay. And I got 11 out of 12, but I needed Rutgers to win, and they lost. So I ended Didn't up Didn't you say placing, you had an eight? Didn't you say you yes, had an I was, eight? Okay. Yep, I, was about, I was about to say I placed an emergency bet after Rutgers lost because I was so upset, an eight-way parlay for some games at night. And that one did cash in. So I ended up making um, profits on the week, so that was good. Um, like what, yeah, like five bucks? Uh, I, I honestly don't know. It, it wasn't too much, but I didn't you know what? money. So uh, a week being up for a week is a, is being up for a week. It doesn't matter how much you didn't lose money. Exactly. It could have gone on next week. There's some, already some games. I've got my, I, this was a tough betting week, but next week I got to get to about next week. Um, yeah, all right, so ben, now you know not to trust Rutgers. I mean, that's it, Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I hate Rutgers, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I thought Rutgers was a lot better. I thought they were gonna win that game. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier, I mean they had they had it. I mean they had the ball at the forty. Uh, Illinois forty with about a minute twenty left. They could have. They were running the ball. I thought they were just gonna keep running and try to kick a field goal. Um, and then they decided to take a pass. Tipped it up, intercepted. Illinois goes down, kicks a field goal. I mean that's the most Rutgers way to lose the game. In my opinion, I mean, they, they Rutgers themselves bad. Um, all right, Ben, how did your uh, bet picks go? Um, well, I really only had one that I was keeping my eye on because obviously I can't like bet. Like listeners that he is an NCAA athlete. Yeah, I'd like oh, to yeah. uh, reinforce here bet. that I am an NCAA athlete and I cannot bet. But there was one that I like the line on. I did not bet. Um. Was, no, I didn't bet. It was <laughs> uh, the Virginia Tech line was Virginia Tech by two. Uh, Miami won by one, so they covered there, but it was extremely close, and it took a, a comeback for Miami to cover that. Um, I'm, that was probably one of the more ballsy lines or ballsy games to bet on on the week because I think a lot of people expected it to be close. But Miami ended up covering that, which was good, but I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't bet. <laughs> to be clear Clay how about the uh, the games you talked about much better than when I actually picked the head-to-head winners I actually went 3-0 yeah. I didn't oh, nice. bet but yeah I also had Miami or Virginia Tech I had Indiana covering against MSU which I thought that was ridiculous from the start for that was, uh, what was yeah. it it was a 7 point line right 7 yeah, point like seven, seven um, and but that was easy and I mean come on like Indiana's playing the best football Arguably in program history, at least the past like fifty years, and yeah, Michigan State is just bad. They didn't score a point, guys. Like they scored seven points the last two games. Okay, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah, they're, mm. And I had Oregon covering eleven points spread against Washington State, barely covered it. They were scaring me. They, they were, were down. scaring me. They were down. Nineteen seven. And remember, I have that massive bet place that involves Oregon winning the Pac-12. So I was getting worried, but. They really impressed me in the second half coming back from down. I want to say it was 19 to 7, maybe it was 16 to 7, but yeah, it was yeah. 19 to 7. And coming back to get the win and to cover the spread, that, 
that impressed me. I thought that that was good. So I will say uh, that they, they, they need to be better if they want to make a statement on that playoff committee. Because that's oh, nice that's number. definitely true. I don't care if they make the playoff. I just want them to win the back. Yes, I know. By no leading the last. I week. think they kind of took a hit there with what we were talking about on Friday with having to make a statement every week. I don't really think they did. No. Oh yeah, no, they definitely didn't. And with so that was tough. Two that week one win um, is what we thought. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's get into um, this discussion. I don't even want to talk about it, but we have to. Let's talk about what happened in the Let's Michigan talk about game. it. It's so bad. Let's talk about ben, it. Ben, I want you to, to kick us off here. Oh, what I'd love you, to, Scotty. I would absolutely what love is, What did you see? Was there anything you, uh, you didn't like? Honestly, no, I loved it. It was really fun to watch. <laughs> um, so I sat down. I'm like, you know what? Wisconsin's coming off a hiatus. Like, you know what? I'm usually pretty quick to, like, hate on Michigan football, hate on what they're doing. I was like, I had a tiny bit of optimism coming into the game. Every ounce of optimism that I could possibly have going into Rutgers is absolutely demolished. Mm -hmm. I, Michigan football brings me nothing but pain every (laughs) week. Um, Yeah. Some of the things I wanted to see were zone coverage, um, which I don't even know if that happened because I was so mad. I think our cornerback play was like slightly better. Vincent Graham, yeah, really well. 122 yards, I believe, right? Or 100. They, what was that? He didn't, in the air. Graham Mertz didn't have over 200. Yeah, they no. they they spread apart our our defense in totally different way. That's been happening. Like they weren't killing us with deep balls or anything. Like it, it was. Yeah, that was. It, they may but, still fucking torched us, but I mean, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> um. The other thing that I talked about was wanting to see more young running backs, um, which goes into play calling, uh, which I feel like is going to be most of our conversation today. It was terrible. It was so bad. There was a third um, and eight run. There was a third and eight run down by 21 points. I mean, yeah. that just seems like you're giving up at that point. And I think they did give up. That fourth and one call at the goal line. I thought yeah, that was, that was a terrible. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. On that play, uh, Zach Charbonnet's dad tweeted and said, uh, fourth and one, and you don't even have a running back on the field. Um, so that leads me to believe that Zach Charbonnet's dad is not the biggest fan of Jim Harbaugh. Um, Maybe see somebody in the transfer portal after the season. I would fully expect to see him, Blake Corum, I would expect to see everyone in the transfer portal. If I was there and I was being <laughs> used the same player. way, yeah, if I was being used that way, I would transfer so fast. But, um, excuse me. Why um, you don't run a QB sneak on that play? Like, it had like a 99% success rate. Like, the QB sneak works, guys. And your quarterback's like 6'5", 240 pounds. Like, it's no, not. No, that'd be, that'd be dumb. We shouldn't do that. No, put Ben Mason behind him and just put Ben Mason? Push yeah, guys, exactly. Like, two attempts. Why? That is the best. That is literally Ben Mason's calling our play. That's like what that. he is made for. He isn't at the ball. You can literally just push. The, that's such a popular. Also, like guard. when you're when you're on when you're six inches away from the goal line, like you, it doesn't matter if you fumble the ball after the ball has crossed the plane. It's a touchdown. Just just dive. Just hand it to somebody and just jump up there. Just jump over the pile. Just just yeah. shove it over. It's, throw it's some. Fucking, have Milton pick somebody up and just throw him over the pile. It is not hard, and I'm so fed up with watching it. And I'll be honest, fellas, I, I 
I have not felt this way about watching Michigan football since I was like 10 when I like didn't care as much. I turned it off. Once it was 20, 21 zero, I think. And Wisconsin got the ball back. I was like, I'm done. I'm not watching this. I watched Florida, Arkansas. And yeah. I haven't done that in so long. I am so it fed up with this team. hard to watch. It was bad. And, you know, um, what, what was really disappointing was that on Friday, I was kind of saying that Milton was, was kind of the least of our worries on offense. Mm-hmm. He did not play a good game. That, um, second, that second pick was honestly that like humorous. That he, he, he decides who he's going to throw the ball to before the play has started. And he isn't he, – how do you not see somebody right in front? That's the worst. Well, okay. The thing, the thing about that pick to me was that there wasn't a Michigan receiver there. Yeah, I mean, there was one. There was one like, like 15 10, yards 15 behind yards him. behind yeah. him, and it went into the chest right of a Wisconsin cornerback that was nowhere near him. Yeah, and I was, was there was the, no one, one near the, the quarterback. I was worst like, picks I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's was, something I've noticed. The first huh? one, the first one, I didn't think was his fault. I mean, that one was it, in and out of Eubanks' hands. Yeah, um, Eubanks was tightly covered, but right in and out of his hands. It's one he should have caught. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I only I've noticed about Melton is, I mean, he's a freakish athlete. I mean, he can you know throw that thing seventy yards, and he's fast. Right. Just the ins and outs of being a quarterback, I just I don't think he's there yet. He has he the like, like the, he has the tangibles to be a good quarterback. He's just not. Using he's that not correctly he's not at putting all. It together, he's not. He does not have the mental side of being quarterback. He, he does not make those decisions. He can throw it fifty yards, but it's not really an accurate downfield pass. Oh, it's so exactly. Inaccurate. He's overthrowing every. I mean, he had an. It happened again. This this happened against Indiana too. No one even near him. Wide open touchdown pass, and he overthrows him. Like in that case, you don't need to like hit the wide receiver in stride with a. Just lay it up. You just need to yeah just. Worst case scenario, it's a 40-yard game. Like, I don't – and the thing is, is the one yesterday was like a 20-yard pass. Like, I've never played in an organized game of football as the quarterback. But I feel like if someone's wide open 20 yards away, like I've thrown a football before, I feel like I could have made the throw. I feel like I probably could have made the throw. It doesn't seem too hard. I don't understand how a Division One quarterback doesn't make that throw every time. Yeah. All right. So, I'm tired of talking about Michigan. Clay, you want to talk about that Ohio State dodgeball game you saw? Yeah. <laughs> I loved what I saw. I thought Justin Fields looked great. I mean, that's that's the Heisman winner right there. The way he threw that dodgeball. Made some we'll great talk about that later. <laughs> how, many, uh, how many guys did Justin Fields get out in the game? Uh, just to clarify just to clarify (laughs) clay is talking about a dodgeball game that ohio state football posted on social media because they didn't have a game yeah on friday they were like okay we don't have a game so let's have fun and play dodgeball (laughs) imagine like being a good football team and like being able to have fun and like enjoying life i'm yeah (laughs) i thought it was was really smart ryan today is like okay this is like fun and usually i like dodgeball like like friday i I mean the three of us were involved in a Winning dodgeball tournament um, few well, years ago. We know, we know it's fun. Yeah, we know what it's yeah, like. Was, I don't think trenches. Mac ever Venmoed us that money, but it's okay. <laughs> Actually, I know if you guys don't talk any more about Michigan, we don't have to. I do. I had a question I wanted to pose for you guys. Yeah, if, if you guys want I have to. an answer for you. Okay, I just, you know, Jim Harbaugh's teams weren't always like this like he's had some really really good michigan teams i'm thinking yeah you know, a few years ago last november 2018 you know michigan was ranked number four and especially that 
defense was so dominant, you know, even against good, mediocre Big Ten teams, like no one could crack it. Like, what's happened right. it was in the last really, two years where they're now losing uh, 49-11 to Wisconsin? Yeah, I don't know. Because question. Even, even in 2018, like we did get torched by Ohio State. But, I mean, Penn State scored one touchdown late in garbage time against us. Wisconsin, same thing. They had one touchdown in the second quarter and then a garbage time touchdown. We blew both of them out. The defense was good. Like, I wasn't really on board the fire down Brown train at that point because nobody could really do anything against our defense except for, like, Ohio State and whoever we would play in our bowl game. Um, I, I honestly don't have any answers for you there because I don't know what happens because we have a lot. We've been recruiting pretty well. Um, I mean, I saw a stat Michigan had uh, – or Wisconsin has, like, I think it was somewhere from, like, 8 to 12 four-stars on their team. Michigan has 40 on the roster. I mean, like, we're getting the talent. I have no idea how a defense can be this lost with the recruiting that we have and the way that we played in the past with a the way The way that John our Brown coaching coach, staff – the way the way that our coaching staff and this system has been effective in the past, I don't feel like we lost that much talent. We don't have like the one guy like a Rashawn Gary or like someone like that that kind of like Kalik Hudson that like leads the defense. But I don't think that we lost that much talent wise. Like we have, I, given everyone was was hurt this week with Hutchinson and Hay and stuff. But yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's also, no is forty nine. I mean, no, absolutely not. Is is Michael Barrett still hurt the Viper? Um, I I think I think he played yesterday, but I I didn't see him on the injury report. Okay, because he I mean, he had a great he was everywhere on the field against Minnesota. Um, yeah, I think he. But I mean, we did lose a lot. I mean. We had a lot of really good players in the past. Chase Winovich, um, Devin Bush. I mean, we had a loaded defense. We have lost a lot of talent, but I don't think we've lost enough. Yeah, I mean, we were we were pretty stacked, but I don't think we've lost enough to where we should be. Especially like last year, we had some problems at the beginning of the season. Um, we got a lot better, but we got a lot better. We were playing some pretty good football going into the end of the season. I thought, um, but, um, but yeah, I just. I don't know. There's no excuse for, for 49 to 11. Um, all right. So next up, uh, let's talk about what happened with our upset picks. Um, mine was Notre Dame and they actually impressed me yesterday. I thought that, I thought that Boston college played well. Um, and they gave it their best effort for a, for an upset bid, but Notre Dame's very, they're a good team. They're playing really good football right now. They showed a lot of poise. Um, they didn't let they didn't get distracted by the fact that they just beat the number one team in the country. They came in, um, they took care of business, and they impressed me a lot. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, okay. I also had Notre Dame, and I'm the same with you. It's a little bit of a slow start against a good Boston College team, but um, no, they took care of business. I'm the same with you, Scotty. I'm impressed. Um, the, the offense staying hot, and I know on Friday I said that I think they're going to lose a game in the next two weeks. After seeing North Carolina give up 53 points against Wake Forest um, and seeing how Notre Dame playing against Boston College, I retract my statement. I don't think Notre Dame is going to lose to North Carolina next week. Um, I mean, I think that Notre Dame's offense could, or not Notre Dame, North Carolina's offense has firepower that they could put up against they do. Notre Dame's defense. I don't know if they can hang with them. It's going to be an offensive shootout. 
uh, to a certain extent, but I think Notre yeah, Dame I'm definitely curious to see how Notre Dame's defense handles that. Um, I think that'll definitely be a game to keep also, our eye on next week. Or can I'll repeat that? I mean, it's so yeah, that's a that's yeah, it's gonna be hard to match, especially against good Notre Dame teams. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely gonna be a lot more uh, good games next week for us to keep our eye on. Mm-hmm. Um. um yeah, so so my upset pick, I had a ballsy one. I had Arizona over USC, um, which I uh, yeah, yeah was. I, the week. I had no reason to pick this. I was just looking through and there weren't that many games that stood out to me. This one didn't even really stand out to me. I just kind of went for it, but it was close. Um it was twenty twenty after three. Um Arizona had some good quarterback play, uh pushing three hundred yards. Um you know, they couldn't really stop USC. They had a good rushing tandem. Uh, they had three three rushing touchdowns, uh, whereas Arizona had none. Um, so, I don't know. I like the way it went. Um, Arizona is – it looks like they're turning a new leaf this year and probably not going 4-8. and eight. Well, they don't have that many games to play. But um, they didn't look terrible. Uh I don't. USC didn't impress me that much. Is what I'll say about this. Yeah, definitely hard to tell right now how these how these Pac-12 teams are. It's definitely. I think I think the USC, like I said going into this, I think they're consistently overrated, uh, and I think they're overrated again this year. Uh, Do they do they play Oregon this year? I think they would until the Pac-12 championship, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what their schedule looks like uh, for the rest of the year. I can check right now. Yeah, um, I mean they don't really have to play any. USC and Oregon are the only ranked teams. Yeah. So I guess either if they lose a trap game or if they see them in the championship, I'm, I think, first of all, I think Oregon would torch them, but I'm excited to see how that game would pan out. Um, and that could be a statement for yeah. Oregon, could be a statement for USC, but I don't think it will be. Um, so takeaways from that Arizona didn't look horrible, and USC is overrated. All righty. Well, um, well, Let's talk next about what our biggest takeaways for the week were. Mine were, I know we've already talked a lot about Michigan, so I don't really want to go um, too far into this, but one of my biggest takeaways was that Michigan is a lot worse than I thought. Um, I was expecting, I mean, like, the, the Indiana game, like, we got off to a bad start, but, like, we were down by 10 in the fourth quarter and had the ball with the chance to make it a three-point game. Like, we were still competing. We didn't compete yesterday. I mean, that game was over after the first quarter. Uh, yeah, we had a couple injuries, but, I mean, that Michigan team was just really, really bad. Um, and then an, and uh, one of my other – It looked like Michigan gave up. Yeah, seriously. Michigan gave up bad. after it was fourth Yeah, so, I mean, that was one of my big takeaways. Like, we're a lot worse than I thought we were. Um, and, then the, and then the other one was just that Notre Dame and Florida are legit. Um, they, they seriously, they both impressed me a lot. I mean, those were two games that, like we were talking about, could be potential upsets. I mean, neither of, none of us were like really thinking. Clay, you might have said Boston College was gonna win. I don't remember, but I mean, I yeah, like, actually, no, I, right. I think that was your upset pick, wasn't it? That was my upset. I was, I was very. <laughs> yeah. I think you directly said that they were gonna win. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I was impressed by both of them. I mean, those are especially. Kyle Trask on offense. So Florida the past two weeks has been one of the most impressed. Those two teams the last two weeks have equally impressed me the most. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those were those were my big takeaways from the week. Um, 
so mine, Notre Dame obviously impressed me uh, coming off a huge win and, you know, getting the job done uh, on the road. Uh, uh, another one that stood out to me was Cincinnati. Um, and that kind of furthers their, you know, resume to try to make a run at that fourth seed. Um, they really impressed me. They're just – they continue to be dominant. Um, and I think that bodes well for them, even though they aren't playing anyone. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny you, you bring up Cincinnati because that was actually going to be the, the, the center topic around my takeaway from the week. And even though they won that game by just 30, 40 some points, I think this week actually kind of, for me, hurt Cincinnati's chances. Really? Not for what they did, but I think looking around the rest of the country, for Cincinnati to get into that four spot, they needed a lot of help. I think they needed possibly Notre Dame to pick up a first loss so the ACC championship would maybe um, become a playoff eliminator, right? Um, Holiday, Chef JC Penny for hundreds of deals. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't even see what video is playing. That is our sponsor, JC Penny. Thank you, <laughs> I don't even. There's not even a video playing. Shop fifty percent off at your local store. That's how the news It'll just be an ad on like some site that I'm on on the side, and it'll just randomly start playing like during my class. I found it. <laughs> anyway, before I was rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, everyone shop at JCPenney. It's a wonderful store. Yeah. yeah. I think when we, um, we're, we're really against Cincinnati's chances now. Um, I think they're reliant on Alabama beating Florida. They're relying on. With no relying. fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest to <laughs> And our other pumps are Capital One. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors. All right, I'm exiting out of all of my windows. What's in your wallet? I, what is in your wallet? That's a good question. Uh, I apologize, Clay. All right, I'm exited out of all my windows. Oh, wait, it's me, I think. Oh, it was me. Oops. Well, now I, all my stats are now gone. I'm sorry. Right, so thanks, Clay. No, that was my ESPN. Um, anyways, yeah, I think, you know, we're looking for this to have a chance. They needed one ACC team and one SEC team. And after seeing how Notre Dame and Florida play this week, we're, we're, I think it's very legit that we could see, you know, um, two ACC teams having a legit case, Notre Dame and Clemson. Clemson can beat Notre Dame in an ACC championship, as well as if Florida can stay hot and beat Alabama. I mean, I don't personally see Cincinnati making it in over one last Alabama team that loses to Florida ACC championship game. Maybe yeah. not. I yeah. So. You know, I agree with what you're saying uh, in that, you know, all the top five, six teams all look very strong, you know, going into this final stretch. But um, Cincinnati's going to put up a fight for that four spot. They are. The fight, the fight has been going on for since the college – since UCF, really. Yeah. Uh, that non-Power 5 teams, like, what are they playing for, if not that? But I, I agree with what you're saying. I forgot to mention, too, is SMU lost to Tulsa this week. So SMU is going to lose. They're not going to be ranked after this week. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I really – kind of hurt Cincinnati as well because yeah, you know, picking up a second win against a top 15 SMU team would have been – would have gotten – That would have been big. Now. They're probably yeah. – Tulsa maybe for the American Conference Championship. And um, unless Torsa can win out and maybe get into a top 20 ranking, unlikely because they already have a loss. Um, and they have to play Cincinnati in the regular season as well. Um, I think that Cincinnati lost a big chance to pick up a big win. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really excited on um, on Friday to talk about um, 
Cincinnati's game next week against UCF. I think mm-hmm. that'll be a good topic for Friday uh, night, I think. Friday. Right? Yeah. Um, um, all right. So the last two topics that we have here um, pretty quickly, and they kind of go together. Um, so just talking about some players that we think are um, doing pretty well and some that maybe aren't. So we're going to go through our Heisman picks for right now. And then who is safe on this team? Um, and who is not safe on this team? Um, so I'll get us started. My Heisman pick right now. I want to clarify team. that one. Uh, what we mean by that is like who is keeping their job, who is playing yeah, really well. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we had to clarify that. Yeah, I was, I was going to get into that when I said that, but yes, thank you. Um, so my Heisman pick currently is Justin Fields. Um, I think that – bless you, Clay. Um, that was so um, rude. Um, I've got Justin Fields currently ahead, but honestly, it's like I could see Trevor Lawrence getting it. I could see Fields getting it. I see Mac Jones getting it. Kyle Trask has been – exceptional um and i i wanted to talk about kyle trask because he is who i have as he is safe on my team i mean this dude is falling out right now i mean he is efficient he was 23 of 29 356 yards and six touchdown passes um against arkansas um i mean 23 completions and 356 yards and that's a pretty efficient day um so he's really impressed me he's definitely safe on my team um so clay what about you who you've got for heisman and who's safe on your team yeah this is hard um i'm obviously very biased i love justin fields with all my heart and he's been playing out of his mind this year so i love to say him i think he's gonna have some opportunities i mean he's got a big indiana game coming up this weekend to really showcase and likely i mean on december 19th assuming that ohio state beats indiana um when they play wisconsin the big 10 championship <laughs> uh, I'm saying, you know, for him, it's Heisman chance. And if I actually wins out and he, you know, gets that Wisconsin game, that's, a, you know, a big way to make a statement after that since he's already done playing, which I think helps Justin Fields' case a lot. But I'm also looking at Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, you know, Alabama, Florida, two top five teams right now putting up crazy offensive numbers. Um, I think, you know, if they meet in the SEC championship game, that will almost act as a – kind of like a Heisman eliminator. I don't think whoever loses that game, whether Trask or Jones, I don't think wins the Heisman. I think that's yeah, yeah, I can do uh, that. like a statement for one of those two quarterbacks to say, hey, you know, we beat that team. We're the SEC champions. And um, so really I think it's Justin Fields versus the winner of that game. I'm going to say Justin Fields because he's my quarterback. Um, but I guess I hate you. <laughs> I mean, he is. Really I mean, you're good. right. You're right. But I hate you. <laughs> I mean, he has more touchdowns than incompletions. Like, come on. Yeah, that's an impressive stat. Um, um, real quick, who, um, you know, I think, yeah, Kyle Trask safe on this team. I'll stick with that. Um, yeah, who's not safe on this team? Two people I wanted to mention, both in that Nebraska and Penn State game. Um, Adrian Martinez, I mean, he are, like, he's not safe on He's already team. not safe on this job. team. <laughs> I just, I mean, I remember two years ago, I mean, he was hailed as, like, the next great Nebraska quarterback, and it's just mm-hmm. – I mean, he had a really good freshman year, too, I mean, relatively. Um, so it's just like, wow, like what a downturn. It's so surprising. And also yeah, and Luke, Luke. going into the coaching. I mean, I think we got to talk about, I mean, all the talks really recently has been about Jim Harbaugh, but what about James Franklin? I mean, Seriously, he's dude. all in four right now. Yeah. Um, and really, I mean, I saw a tweet earlier that said, 
the reason James Franklin is still employed because of a blocked field goal against Ohio State. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. mean, that I mean, they haven't won the Big Ten. They haven't won the Big Ten East. They haven't beaten Ohio State. And, I mean, they've only beaten – maybe you guys beat Michigan twice, but – they Still, got one fluky. Beating Michigan isn't doing anything. They were not the best team in the Big Ten that year. Michigan beat them 49-10. to 10. That was a fluky Big Ten title. And that is the only reason he still has a job at Penn State. Yeah. Um, so my Heisman pick, uh, you know, I was between Fields and Trask. It's kind of Trask is putting up uh, – I mean, he has more touchdowns. He has 28 touchdowns, which I believe he leads the country. Um, but he's three picks to where Justin Fields has more touchdowns and completions, and he has no picks. Um, I, he's efficient. Kyle Trask is uh, – you can tell from the stats he's taking risks, and it's paying off for the most part, but obviously sometimes they're going to be drops or tips or whatever. It's going to lead to some picks. So, um, you know, that one's kind of a toss-up for me. It could go either way. It depends how the rest of the season unfolds and in, like, whether they continue down the trends that they've started. Um, and then I wanted to talk about Trevor Lawrence um, and Matt Jones or Mac Jones. Um, I don't know how these cancellations are going to affect the Heisman race. Because it hurt Fields this week, that's for sure. It hurt Fields. Uh, obviously, the SEC has a ton of cancellations. Um, Clemson and our starting they had like a bye week, I think, right? Well, Clemson had a bye week, but also what I wanted to talk about is Trevor Lawrence has been out. For yeah. two weeks, three weeks now. I, I think those yeah. losing those two games, especially like that game against Notre Dame, is going to cost them. That's yeah. yeah, I don't think he has a good enough resume to beat a guy like Fields or a guy like Trask, or even I'm a guy like Jones. Um, just because he hasn't had the opportunity. He, if he really does something against Notre Dame in that game, I think you'd have to have an insane game and some help. But I don't think it's possible for him to win it anymore, um, just because of the pandemic and and him being out for a couple of weeks. It's already a shortened season. Everyone knows how good he is, but he's not. He doesn't have the opportunity to showcase it. Um, yeah, him getting sick definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, makes it tough for him. <laughs> so, who's safe on my team? Um, I'm gonna have to stick with the trend. Kyle Trask uh, is obviously he's safe on this team. He's a great quarterback. Um, he's really leading Florida to the promised land. Uh, he's kind of the heart and soul of that team, uh, and I think that he's leading it incredibly well. Um, and who's not safe on this team? Uh, I hadn't even thought about James Franklin. That's a really good call. Uh, that's kind of insane. Um, Clifford, he not playing yeah, well. He got benched in that game. He's not Did safe he? on this team. Absolutely not. Um, and then obviously the the tandem of Milton and Harbaugh. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is Harbaugh's last year, and I uh, I've always been someone to back Harbaugh. I understand the process. Like, there are all these stats that, like, Nick Saban didn't win that many games in his first few years at Michigan State or whatever. Um, I'm, just, I'm done with it. Uh, it's been long enough. I'm, he's not safe anymore. Um, yeah, we're going, we're Milton, going backwards. We are. And then Milton, um, I, I backed him on Friday. I was like, you know what, in two of his first three games, he's been over 300 yards, and the other one he had, like, an 80% completion percentage. Um, yeah. He was very effective. I'm done with that. Same. He played I don't care bad. if it's a one-game sample size. Just, like, the tendencies that he's shown in the first few games with, with you know, like, playing it like it's Madden and picking a receiver before the play um, right. really came to the light uh, this week. And 
you know, I really like Cade McNamara came in and was effective immediately. So, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the surrounding crew. I think a lot of it has to do with Milton. Um, I think some I, of that play calling. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter like, what, you don't have a completion until five minutes left in the second quarter. Like, the part of that's on play calling. Like, call a screen, call something. Like, just right. part it. of it's on play calling, but there were also just like missed throws. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I think. Work. I think that a big thing was uh, – well, first off, I just want to say Milton was my player who is not safe on my team. And, I mean, like you said, uh, Cade came in, played a solid game. I thought he only got two drives, and, like, the second one we went three and out. So, it's kind of hard to tell, but he really impressed me on the first drive, went down the field quick, was throwing some really accurate passes. So, I mean, that's a good sign. He set all sorts of records in uh, Nevada high school football. Um, he's definitely a good quarterback. So, Give him, give him a chance at this point. We're one and three. It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, he's not safe on my team, and no, Joe Milton's not safe on my team. Um, I just – I think that a lot of the reason why we were back him on Friday is we had seen these bad tendencies that we ha- that he had. We just hadn't really seen it cost us in a huge way yet, and that's exactly what happened on Saturday. It finally caught up to him. Um, and it cost us. It cost us bad. We got in our. We got ourselves in a huge hole early. That's impossible to get out of. And then we just flatlined. Um, we looked like we didn't want to be there. Um, it was ridiculous. So I just. I, yeah, I mean that was bad. Joe Mellon's not safe on the team. Um, all right, guys. Well, um, that's all we've got for you on the post post week podcast. We'll be right back here on Friday to preview the next week of college football um yeah thank you guys all for listening thank you for listening real quick i stay open as a 21 point favorite over indiana that's that's wow crazy wow well we're gonna have that game and plenty more games to talk about uh on next week's pod uh go hoosiers go broncos